Hey mama, today on the podcast, I am joined by Elizabeth Andreevsky, who is a stress coach for Christian mums. Elizabeth is the host of the Emotionally Healthy Legacy podcast, and she's also a mama of four. She's super passionate about mental health and emotional wellness in motherhood. She helps overwhelmed Christian mums to reduce their mental stress so that they can respond with patience and calm towards their kids. So in this episode, Elizabeth shares with us proactive ways we can be less stressed, prioritizing our own needs without the guilt and how we can regulate our emotions when we are feeling triggered. So let's get into today's episode with Elizabeth. Hey mama, do you want to balance maintaining your home, cooking, cleaning, all the things you have to do as a stay-at-home mum whilst being present with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night scattered thinking about all the things you didn't get done and so need to do tomorrow? Is your greatest desire for your littles to know and love Jesus? Hey, I'm Elise. When I became a mum, I felt overwhelmed and wished that I could just stay on top of everything. I wanted to be there for my family and yet all these things still had to get done. I was worried that I would spend this time too busy and miss it until I found the secret, partnering with God, even in our home life. In this podcast, you'll find tactical tips for homemaking, help for your low-tox journey, as well as biblical parenting so that you will find God's joy and experience His peace in motherhood. Welcome to Wholesome Mama. It's time to go grab your cup of tea, reheat it because you know, and let's get into today's episode. Hey mama, if you've been thinking that it's about time that I remove the toxic chemicals from my home, but it sounds really overwhelming, it sounds expensive, and I don't know where to start, then the home detox method is for you. In this course, we are going to teach you how to remove toxic chemicals from your home in eight weeks or less. Because mama, let me tell you, having a non-toxic home is actually going to be a lot easier and a lot simpler than you think. It's time to start your low-tox journey so you can have a healthy home environment for your family. In this course, you will learn how to read ingredients and understand ingredient lists, learn how to recognize toxic chemicals and understand their risks, replace your own products with clean alternatives, and even make your own chemical-free products to save money. So if you are ready to be confident that you can avoid toxic chemicals at the shops, Understand ingredient lists were no longer tricked by clever marketing and were able to take back control of your family's health to improve sleep, energy, mood, and overall wellness. Then I want you to go to wholesomemama.com, click on the home detox method. You can read all about it, see if it's for you, and come and join us because it is time that us as mums took back control of the products in our home without the overwhelm and without the overspend. So make sure you check out the link in the show notes for more. Well, what a treat, Elizabeth Andreevsky. I'm so excited that you are here and we are going to chat around things that mums experience on the daily that we maybe don't like to admit we experience on the daily. So can you, before we get into our conversation today, can you just introduce yourself and maybe share a little bit of your story around how you became a stress coach to help mums? Yes. Well, hello, Mama. Um, I'm Elizabeth. I am a stress coach for Christian moms. I help overwhelmed Christian moms reduce mental stress and manage their anger 
um, in a healthy way so they can respond with patience and calm. And I have four kids, <laughs> so I'm living this with you. Um, my oldest is 11 and then an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a one-and-a-half-year-old. So three boys and a toddler girl. Our house is full of energy, lots of noise. Um, my kids go to school full-time. Um, I don't homeschool. I know that lots of moms that I talk to do homeschool, but that's just not my calling. And I think as we get a little bit more into the interview, I think you'll be able to understand and I can share. Um, that's probably one of the reasons that, um, like, it's a, it's more about my personality, I think, um, that I, I need that downtime during the day to show up as the best mom for my kiddos. And I got on this journey because um, right before COVID, uh, several years ago, I, when I had three boys, I was really struggling parenting on my youngest. Um, he was like little curious George on steroids. He would get into everything. And I felt like all day long, I was just putting out fires. I could not get him to listen. Um, I did kind of traditional parenting with my kids at that time, and I didn't know any other way. And um, it seemed to work with the older two, but not so much with the younger one. And a friend of mine suggested for me to go to counseling. And I resisted for a little bit because I'm like, you know what, I'm reading all these books, you know, on parenting, but I was getting so frustrated that nothing was working. So I ended up going to counseling, counseling, and it was, um, I was introduced to conscious parenting, which you talk about that too on your podcast, but um, I was introduced to having an emotional connection with my kids and teaching them emotional regulation, how to manage their own emotions. But it all kind of starts with you changing your own mindset, changing your own thoughts and behaviors and um, starting with you learning your own emotional regulation, which um, was kind of challenging for me. Um, and then COVID hit and then your home with all the kids all the time and things felt really challenging. I felt like even though I was learning these new positive skills of how to parent better, I was still constantly in reactive mode and I felt like I was failing more than I was succeeding. And uh, even though I was in, in therapy for a few months, I ended up buying a course from an influencer who um, was talking about kind of um, taking ownership of your days and learning ways to um, support yourself, taking care of yourself, prioritize your own needs without guilt. And um, one of the things that she taught in there was starting your day, getting up a little bit earlier before your kids in the mornings. And you even talked about that too um, in one of your episodes, um, like I think episode 56, you talked about how to start your morning. And like when you get up in the morning and you have some of that time um, by yourself before you jump into your day, like your day just feels more peaceful. You're less reactive. And I uh, started doing that and I noticed a big change in the way I was showing up. And also in the morning, even though my tendency wants to grab my phone, right, and scroll through our phone, I would, I started creating healthy habits. Um, I read the book, The Morning Miracle, and it was about, um, you know, journaling and reading and I would like read the Bible and connect with God and I just like do some deep breathing and um, just calming 
exercises to calm my nervous system and my body. And so then when I would go into my day to be with my kids all day long, even though I was home with them all the time, with little ones, I was not as reactive. I had so much more tolerance to handle things that, are, that were not going my way. And I actually had the mental space to remember the tools that I was learning and counseling, which kind of led me to recognizing that when I'm burned out and I'm running and empty, I would react a lot more. And I even before like I got on this journey, I would have these episodes where like the stress would build up enough in my system that all these like it could be like overstimulation, hunger, sleep deprivation, not enough alone time, all of it build up and then kids fighting that I would just like explode and react in anger that felt scary to me. I'm like, who is this person? I I really don't like the way I'm showing up for my family. It felt scary for me, yet I wanted to teach my kids how to handle their emotions well. So I recognize that I need to get a hold of like my own emotions and how can I set myself up for success so then I can model like anger management and like being disappointed and frustrated in a healthy way for my kids. Mm. I think there's so much we could pull apart in that story to dissect, but I just want to talk about two things. The first one was just recognizing that different parenting techniques and even bits from different like you know the world there's so many different types of parenting like you've got traditional parenting you've got gentle parenting conscious parenting all these different names but recognizing that God has created our children so unique so whatever we want to call our parenting style it's going to look different child to child because each child has been created so uniquely and that's the beauty of having a God who is a creator, but recognizing that is huge in itself. But I love that your point of view too is from a a biblical foundation too, because it's, you know, the world gives us so much, but we need to, as Christian mums go, okay, what does the Bible say about this? And what, how can I respond to my children in a way that is healthy, that is, is good and godly. So i I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I think that when you said that, you know, you'd burst out in anger and you felt like, who is this person? I think so many of us can relate to that when, particularly when it feels like you have those days where it's one thing after another and it's like you feel short fuse and you just snap and you go, man, why, where did that even come from? Who even was that? So it seems like many of us mums, whether we want to admit it or not, we probably have a problem with frustration and anger with our kids. So can you kind of share your thoughts as a stress coach around why that is? Yeah, yes, definitely. And I want to encourage your listeners to go back to one of your episodes that you talked on, like when someone is stuck in overwhelm, I think it's episode 120. And in that episode, you talked about how what what keeps us in overwhelm is feeling stuck in survival mode. Mm-hmm. And it's like that is a sign that we are burned out and because we're constantly reacting to our life, to mm-hmm. our days. And like as moms, we set the tone 
and the atmosphere in our home. And that is so right. You are so true when you said that. And so one of the biggest things that contributes to moms overreacting is because they are burned out and just overwhelmed, exhausted, and they are completely running and empty. And they have unmet needs. And it starts even with like such, such simple things that being sleep deprived, that you will notice that you're a lot more reactive when you're sleep deprived, because your brain perceives everything more as a threat um, when you're sleep deprived, because it's focusing like, oh, I need sleep, I need sleep, I need sleep. So your kid's noise and overstimulation, everything is a lot more agitating. And you know what, mama, that is not a spiritual problem. That's a physical unmet need problem that you literally just need to get some sleep or like hunger, right? So many times that we take care of everyone else and we forget to feed ourselves. We'll like grab some coffee, a handful of gummy bears, and then it's 3 p.m. and we're like overreacting and it's like, well, what's going on? We literally just need to eat something. And so I always teach my mamas to always start with the basics because if you ignore that, whatever all the mindset tools and all the other things, like it's going to be a thousand times harder to implement all that when your basic, basic needs are unmet. Another thing is like for me that what contributes to overreacting and overwhelm is lack of alone time. Like I'm an introvert. I am a highly sensitive person and I have four kids, which three of them are three really loud boys. And so (laughs) I absolutely need alone time to recharge, to show up as that best mom for my kids. Like I don't recharge with chaos and people around me. I recharge being by myself. Nobody talk to me. Nobody need me. Let me journal. Let me read. Let me pray. Let me go on a walk by myself. Like that's how I recharge. And when that is lacking on consistent basis, I will be overreacting non-intentionally I don't want to but it just comes out out of me even like the other day um, on Monday I was taking my kids to the doctor I did not it was all four of them they're all on spring break and I did not recognize when I booked the appointment that it's right in my like PMS time of the month which is usually the hardest time of the month for me. Like that's like extra time where I need even more alone time. Like, you know what? I love you all, but just like leave me alone. I just need a little bit extra space. And and it was so challenging. It was so challenging at the doctor's appointment. The kids were a little bit crazy. By the time I got in the car, I just wanted to break down and cry. I was so drained and overwhelmed. And when we got home, I fed the kids. I'm like, you know what? The baby goes down for a nap, screens for the other boys. I need a nap because that's what I needed to show up as a better mom for my kids a few hours later. And I did that. I did that to myself. I I fed the kids, made sure they had everything they needed. I'm like, don't come to me unless the house is on fire or somebody broke an arm. Um, and I needed that nap for a couple hours and then I felt so much better. And so I feel like oftentimes moms are just too busy, have too much on their plate. They're doing too many things, pulled in way too many directions, neglect their basic needs. And that is what's contributing to them overreacting and 
even to the point of mom rage. What are your thoughts on that? I completely agree. I don't know. Do your kids watch Bluey? The boys might be a bit old, but no. Mm -hmm. So it's an Australian, it's uh, out in the US now, but it's an Australian cartoon. It's a kid's cartoon and it's a family of dogs. Anyway, it's amazing. Um, But there's one episode and the mum is like just the noise, the stimulation, and she goes, her husband gets home, um, like they're dogs, but her husband gets home and she goes, dinner's in the slow cooker. I just need 20 minutes. And she goes to her room and shuts the door. And the whole episode is the dad trying to keep the kids away from mum, And it's hilarious. But I think when that episode came out, so many of us mums were like, oh, yes. Like, I just need 20 minutes. What? And mm-hmm. um, so I love like that is just what came to mind and any um mum who's seen the show will know exactly the episode that I'm talking about but it's so true that if we are not taking care of our needs as well and it's not to be extreme but it's actual like we need food to survive we need sleep to survive like there's a reason sleep deprivation is used as torture because it is torture And so when we are running, especially if we are in a newly new postpartum phase, our body is so depleted. If we are running on depletion and on empty, and then we are not getting the basic things that we need, like food and sleep, then absolutely that, that contributes majorly. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think that's like something that's, that moms oftentimes, they just don't even think about it. We feel like, especially I feel like as Christians, we feel like this um, need that we have to take care of everyone else Mm -hmm. um, because that's what a good Christian mom does, right? She sacrifices herself for her kids and then it gets to a point where you literally are giving from empty and it's pulling from somewhere. You can't just keep giving on empty, maybe for a little bit, but then it's pulling from your mental well-being, your emotional well-being, and your physical well-being. And if you think about it, like, who's going to take good care of your kids when you are in the hospital because you're going through a mental breakdown or you're physically so ill because you've neglected yourself? Like, your kids need you as your best self to take care of them. So, It's not that they matter more than you or you matter more than them. It's that you matter too. Like you are important too. Um, What would you add to that? I would also say that it is, you want to set a good example. Like I want to show, particularly my daughters, I want to show them that this is what, this is how mommy takes care of herself as well. So mommy's going to go and do a workout right now. You can come with me, but this is what I'm doing. I can play later. I can, we can get afternoon tea after I've finished, whatever it is. But this is what I'm doing now. You can come and join in if you want. And being a role model and showing these things while they are young is is going to be nothing but helpful in the long run anyway. So that's what I would say to that. Are there things, other things which contribute to how we are reacting or overreacting with our kids like we've talked about you know our basic needs not being met but is there anything else that you find with mums that you help with what are the other common things that contribute 
Yeah, I think another big one is not asking for help. We think that we should be able to do it all. Well, because she does it and that mom on Instagram and then that lady at church and, you know, and we feel like we should be able, oh, my mom or my mother-in-law said she was able to do it somehow. And so we have this comparison that we should be able to do it all. So we have a hard time asking for help because we feel like if we ask for help, that means we're failing at this basic job that God has given us as moms. And so we keep powering through we have too much on our plates and things are falling apart. And then we overreact because our brain is literally so overwhelmed and pulled in so many directions at once. And you talk about like having cultivating a culture of slow living. That is so important because if you are stressed out and overwhelmed, you need to have that space in your days when life like goes a little bit crazy so you can just decompress and recharge but if you're constantly go 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 because you're so overcommitted and you don't ask for help from anyone you're like every part of your day is so overbooked you will have no time to recharge decompress and your nervous system is overloaded and then it's spilling out in negative ways towards your family. Like even you mentioned, like before we got on the call, that like you're having a challenging week, you know? And so like we all have weeks like that. We all have times like that. But it's like if our life is so packed full with all these activities and and we're trying to do it all on our own, we will be very overreactive. Anybody would. Like you have a limited amount of energy. And if you're pushing yourself past that, eventually it's going to get to a point where you're overreacting. Mm, yeah, I to totally agree. And there's nothing wrong. And I see it, I think particularly with Christian women, and I don't think, I don't know, maybe it's because we think asking for help is selfish or it means that we feel like we're not good enough mm -hmm. or God gave me these kids so I should be able to handle it. And But God also gave you family and, you know, we have church communities and we are meant to do life together and, and have help. And I think for us as Christian women, that in particular can be a huge struggle of admitting, like, I'm, I'm struggling here. I can't do it, especially, you know, going into um, postnatal depression and things like that. That's a big thing that Christian women find so hard to be in because, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have this problem. I should be able to cope and manage, but I can't. So that's, yeah, that's a really good, I'm glad you, I'm glad you touched on that. It's good. So in, in the moments then when maybe we are feeling like we are on the, or maybe we have snapped, maybe let's start there. Maybe we have snapped at our kids. What would you say then is, the steps to what do you do after that? What do you do after you have snapped at your kids? Yeah, I think like for me, the biggest thing is that when recognizing that when you are emotionally overwhelmed and triggered, um, the part of our brain that helps us make positive choices is shut off. It literally just goes offline and you are in reactive mode and the part of the brain that is like in fight, flight, or freeze is reacting. And 
we don't make good choices, right? When we're in a conflict with our spouse and it's been a while, like we start saying things we regret later, right? Because the part of our brain is shut off. So same thing when we are reacting with our kids. Uh, The part of our brain that helps us make good choices is shut off. So it is actually really important to take a break if physically possible to walk away. Obviously, sometimes you're driving in the car, you can't. But if your kids are physically safe, communicate needing a break. Like mommy needs a break and see if you can go to the bathroom. Like that's typically kind of like a safe place and um, take a time out. Okay, like a time to calm down, calm your nervous system down. Um, you can splash some water on your face. You can pace back and forth. You can say, you know, a mantra or something that helps you calm down. For me, sometimes I just lay in my bed, close my eyes and just take some deep breaths. Um, the biggest thing is do not take your phone with you because when you take your that is such a temptation oh my gosh like I know I'm not the only one right when we're so frustrated we just want to escape the reality we just want to take our phone and just scroll on it but that actually the blue light um, actually increases more of that stress hormone um, when you're looking at it and it doesn't calm your nervous system and so you might kind of like the trigger calms down but when you re-enter you will get re-triggered quite quickly again. And so it is really important to walk away if you can. If your spouse is there, say, hey, can you please take over? I need a break. I'm I'm not responding in a good way right now. I'm overwhelmed or, you know, overstimulated, whatever it is. And like asking for support from your spouse if they're there available. Sometimes my husband is not. I will either separate my kids to different rooms. Sometimes I will put the baby in the high chair. Um, well, she's a toddler now, give her some snacks, turn on, you know, a tablet for her, turn on some screens for the boys and remove myself for everyone's sake, right? Because I easily get naturally, I'm an introvert, I naturally get overstimulated quickly, and um, I'm highly sensitive. So I need to remove myself. Otherwise, the stress will build up and I will overreact. And so that is like the biggest thing. And then the other one is do some sort of practice that will calm your nervous system down. And that kind of just takes a trial and error trying to figure out what works for you. Sometimes it's just removing yourself. You know, sometimes it's pacing. Sometimes it's like, you know, counting from 100 backwards by three or sometimes it's visualizing a safe calm calm peaceful place sometimes it's listening to music or smelling essential oil something that will kind of ground you and calm your nervous system and um, that is something that I think is really really helpful and most of us were never modeled that never taught how to do that and that is a big reason why we struggle as well because we haven't we haven't taught been taught another way to deal with it Mm, yeah that's so so true I I love going and having a big glass of water if I'm feeling Mm. like I'm okay you go to your rooms and go play individually and I'll go have a big drink of water because usually I'm very dehydrated and that's just probably the problem in itself so what (laughs) do you have any tips for things that we can do during the day to minimize our 
frustration and our short fuse and all those sort of things. Is there anything that mums can do, mums can make um, into habits or something during the day so that when heated moments do come up, we can remain calm instead of lashing out? Yeah. So first one, super easy, super simple is turn off your phone notifications turn off any social media notifications. You can even turn off your messages. Like I only have a ding when my mom messages me and my husband. Everything else is completely silent, no vibration, nothing. Until I actually open the phone and log in into the app, I don't even see any notifications. And actually, since January, I'm no longer on social media. I'm not active on there anymore. So I even deleted the accounts from my phone. So um it's not even a temptation anymore, but that is one thing that you can do. Just turn off notifications. Um, that is a huge one. Another one that you mentioned in your episodes was getting up a little bit before your kids in the mornings and having like, you can even just use like five minutes to just pray and sit in silence mm. and connect with God, you know, especially like if you just open the window and if you see the sunrise and just look at the trees or wherever you're at or just literally sit on the couch sip your coffee and just like sit in silence and just invite God into your day um with little ones during quiet time using some of that time to do something that fills you up recharges you not scrolling on your phone again I get it it's so tempting I've totally done that Um, But that doesn't actually calm your body and your nervous system. And so those are just like some simple things that you can start implementing in your day. And we talked about like making sure you eat, you know, making sure you get enough sleep. So we do need to do things proactively because if we just wait in the heat of the moment, it will be so much more challenging, right? Like it is important to set yourself up for success as much as you can. And do things that are in your control. So let's not wait where things are bad and we're just reacting, reacting. Support yourself, mama. You are worthy of that. You deserve that. Like you matter. Please support yourself. Well, I think that's so good. And being so, being proactive over reactive every time wins. So thank you yes. so much for coming on and sharing with us today, Elizabeth. I've really appreciated your time and everything that you have shared to finish up can you just share where everyone can get in touch with you if they're wanting to know more or how they can go about that yeah thank you um so I do have a podcast called emotionally healthy legacy and I have a free resource that I put together for your listeners it's five powerful and effective ways to calm down when you're feeling triggered and we talked a little bit about some of them but there's a few more that we didn't talk about and I will give you a link and you can uh, put that in the show notes and then you get to sign up and be on my email list and it's a really fun place to be because I really like making my emails I'm like I would like to get an email like this every week there's a note of encouragement there's some stories that I share you know kind of things behind the scenes something that's going on and just some tips every week so you want to be on that list and and you get a free resource as well so amazing well thank you so much for blessing us today with all the tips around how to de-stress in our lives which I know that all us mums can use so thank you so much Elizabeth thank you for having me 
Well, that wraps up another episode and I pray that you were blessed by today's conversation and really got something out of it for you to take into your motherhood this week. If you did get something out of today's episode, please subscribe, leave a review so I know that you're loving the show. You can also come and chat on Instagram. The handle is at Wholesome Mama. And don't forget, we have a Facebook community too with mums just like you who are in the trenches of mothering littles. So come and join us over there as well. The link for everything is always in the show notes. Have a beautiful week, mum. Be blessed and I will be with you next week.